in the long arc of God's timeline. The underground church, or the house church of China, you might say began back in the 1700s or the 1800s, perhaps when OMF, then known as China Inland Mission, was started in 1865. 1865. But the church, the Western church, the one that we would recognize as orthodox and proper, and it's not, got booted out in 1948, and it was cleansed out in the 1950s. Brother Yun was born. You might say the seed of that church was pushed underground. And he was born, I think it was, in 1958. At the age of 16, in 1974, he had this untellable urge to have a copy of the scriptures. 16 years old, he just wanted to see a copy of the scriptures. He wanted to touch them. Imagine that, and we have copies all around us, right? And that was one of the seeds that began the great underground church, the house church of China. At this point, that church is arguably between 70 million, I saw that number this morning, all the way up to 125 million, and growing at the rate of about 11 million a year, 30,000 a day. Isn't that amazing? Yep. And this is a person who, with following that urge, followed after God's own heart. It fits so well with our series on the life of David. Also, Brother Young is credited as being one of the founders of this Back to Jerusalem movement. So what does that look like? The Back to Jerusalem movement began back in the days of, the, of Paul, the apostle, going west from Jerusalem over to Rome, right? All the way to Rome. And then the European church was founded. And then it moved west across the Atlantic to North America in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, 1400s, 1500s. And then it moved in the 18 and 1900s into China. And the Chinese people, the Chinese church, this amazing force, has picked up the banner and said, we would like to carry the gospel back to Jerusalem. And so they have this amazing challenge of carrying the gospel through the Arabic countries. It is a delight to have these people here and Brother Yun, who has been such an important part of this seed growing. We welcome you here. Let me open in prayer, and then I'm going to give it over to Scott, who is one of our board members who has helped arrange today. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the privilege of being part of what you are doing in the church around the world. We have great hope for the church because of the way your spirit is at work and because of the commitment of people. We thank you for people like Brother Yun. We thank you for people like Eugene. We thank you for people like Brother Yin, Rin. We thank you for Scott and many of our board members who are part of this. We pray that you would bless them all. But bless us now, we pray, with most of all, your Holy Spirit. Fill us, we pray, that we would be good servants of yours. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. It is so good to uh, be here this morning. I'm not going to take a lot of time. I know that uh, you're in for a, a treat. Uh, it's great that we're, we're packed out. I'm just wondering, we should just squeeze together a little bit more so people can have a seat. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but um, uh, we are, uh, we're, good. we're glad to be here. 
something we want to do for the students and the staff. <clears throat> we have a book that we want to give you. It's a 30-day devotional, and it is, uh, it is just talking about different stories of the, the folks in China, and we want to give that to you. It's going to be in the Maxwell Center. You'll see a, a table there. You can pick one of those up and take one of those with you, okay? So we want to encourage you to do that, and it's in the Maxwell Center. Uh, how many have read The Heavenly Man? All right, so a few, really, only a few of you. After you, uh, after you hear Brother Yoon today, you will want to pick that book up and you'll want to, you'll want to read it and, and, uh, and just hear even more depth of what God has done in his life and what God is doing. It is a real privilege for me to be part of Back to Jerusalem here in Canada and to get the word out of what the underground church is doing. I think that it is, uh, it is really the, the church that nobody talks a lot about. Imagine if there was 30... 30,000 people coming to the Lord daily in Canada, what we'd be talking about. If there was 11 million people, how many years would it take for Canada to be a Christian nation? Three years. That would be it. Uh, so it is amazing what God is doing. They want to send out, isn't it over 300,000 missionaries that they want? What's that? 100,000 missionaries they want to send across the 1040 window. 100,000 missionaries they want to send across the 1040 window. And God is doing tremendous work in that already. And, uh, and so it's really, it's really great to be part of this organization. I'm going to turn it over to Eugene Bach. Eugene is the guy that's on the ground. He's going to tell you more about Back to Jerusalem because, uh, I don't know, he probably flew from China just three days ago. Who knows? <laughs> Here you go, brother. Good morning. I was asked just to share a little bit about what Back to Jerusalem is doing. If you never heard about Back to Jerusalem, this is going to be way too short for me to explain, but I just want to tell you that the Chinese are already sending out missionaries from China into the areas between China and Jerusalem, the areas between the Great Wall of China and the Western Wall of Jerusalem. This area is what we consider to be the final frontier of missions. And it is exciting to be working together with the Chinese in these countries that persecute Christians. Just really, really quick. Uh, in 2014, when we were moving into Iraq, when ISIS had first started to take over Mosul and Sinjar area of western Iraq, I traveled there together with a Chinese brother, a Chinese pastor is in charge of a little small church in China of only about 4 million believers. Uh, we traveled together to that region and we began to help the victims of ISIS. And I remember as we began to do the, the humanitarian aid effort, handing out uh, blankets and, and all the supplies that we could for those that needed them most, the pastor looked at me and he said, you know what, this is great. But what are we doing to reach ISIS? My background is in the U.S. Marine Corps. I was in Special Ops as Scout Sniper. I had a top ten list of the things I would like to deliver to ISIS. The gospel was not in that list. So when he started sharing about reaching ISIS, I, I, I realized that he was looking at it from a completely different way. And he was looking at it that what if here we have a Paul who's persecuting Christians that is yet to have his Damascus experience. What if instead of sending bombs, we send Bibles? What if instead of sending soldiers, the church begins to send missionaries to the areas that are the most violent and volatile? Okay, that sounded great, but how are we going to do it? The cool thing about working in China is we make almost everything for the rest of the world. 
So if there's something that we need for the gospel and it doesn't exist, we'll make it. So I remember one day, uh, how many here has seen the Jason Bourne series, the movies? I haven't because I'm a Christian. So they have this, this scene at the very beginning of the very first movie where they pull this guy out of the water and, and they're trying to remove bullets from his skin, but then they find something. It's this little, small, pill-sized device that when they push on it, it, it makes a projection up onto the wall of, of a bank account. And I saw that and I thought, what if we can create a Bible like that? So we began to work together, and, and in China, we developed this little, small, pill-sized Bible that's about this size right here. And as we began to develop it to make a projection onto the wall to go through the Gospel of John, we realized that there was this light that we weren't able to really control, and the light that we were getting, it was consuming too much energy. So we decided that we needed a different energy supply source. So I don't know if you guys have seen the Fitbit or not. So we bought a few of those in America a couple years ago. We brought them to China. We took them apart to find out how they were creating energy. We copied them so that we could put them into our device because that's our copyright policy in China. We copy it right. So we were able to create a little device that has its own energy when you shake it back and forth. And instead of creating a projection onto the wall, it made the Bible show up in the air in front of your hand and you can actually manipulate the light. So we made what we believe the very first hologram Bible that we are using in some of the most closed countries in the world, or we plan to. We have our very first prototype up and going and now we are going into production. But how do we get the Bible into the hands of ISIS? Well, we decided to get a drone and instead of always playing defense, worrying about the enemy coming and changing our children, coming and changing our communities, we thought, what if we as Christians begin to invade the enemy's territory, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with those that have never heard it, and begin to set captives free? So we had this drone, and we flew over ISIS territory and began to drop Bibles. We were able to videotape it as we flew over and did our first Bible drop. Would you guys like to see it? If only I would have brought that video. <laughs> really quick, 50 seconds, we want to show you. This is what it's like working together with the Chinese. We love doing it. It's been such a pleasure. Then after the video, uh, Brother Yun and Brother Ren will come up. Can we play the video? It's only about 50 seconds long. From one man, he made every nation of man that they should inhabit the whole earth. He determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. Now what you worship as something unknown, I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. What you worship as something unknown, I'm going to proclaim to you. Hallelujah. 
哈利路亚！有多少人相信这本圣经？新旧约圣经是上帝的话，神的话语句句都是带着能力。How many of you believe that Bible is the living word of God and it has power? 哈利路亚 ！Amen。我们中间有多少人？呃，神呼召你，将来有一天你也渴望能够到中国去。How many of you have a calling from God to go to China? Raise up your hand. It's <laughs> only one. Now God has uh, sent a help for you. You don't go to China, the Chinese will come to you. So. <laughs> so I'm going to. So I'm going to teach you so that you become fluent in Chinese. So next time you see a Chinese person, you will attack them with the gospel. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! How many of you have a desire? I want to be a preacher of Word of God. Can you raise up your hand? Man. 恭喜你！你们将来会和我一样，会受很多的伤害，受很多的敌。I really congratulate that you are going to be the most wounded person in the world. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 呃，我是天上人，云弟兄，我要教给呃各位一句中文，是西国宣教士教给我母亲。Now they call me heavenly man, and I come from China, and I'm going to teach you. Uh, one sentence in Chinese that the missionaries were teaching to new believers in China in 1930s and 1940s. 但首先告诉你不要怕，中文很简单。And then I just want to uh, let you know that don't be afraid. Chinese is very simple language. Even the little children in China they speak Chinese. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> And this is the word I want to teach to you. Jesus loves you. Yesu aini, Yesu aini. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yesu aini. Wonderful. Man. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yesu is Jesus. Yeah. So this is how simple Chinese is. Yeah. This is English. I. I. So that means Jesus loves you. If you forget, you can think, oh, Jesus, Jesus loves you. Amen. One, two, three. Jesus loves you. And now with this new learned Chinese, practice with at least three people around you. Say fluently in Chinese, Jesus loves you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 You have to be more passionate. So put some feelings into it. Yes, I need. Yes, I need. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 It's not passionate even if you're just kissing side of the mouth. You have to be very passionate when you talk about love of Jesus. 
And you really have to get that, what is truly in love of God in that when you demonstrate the body, you have to, your whole body has to flow out the blood of Je- uh, the love of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to start a little bit about my background. So I'm called Heavenly Man, Brother Yun. It wasn't a joke when I told you that if you really want to be the servant of the Lord, soon or later you will be hit with many difficulties and you will be hit with many wounds. You have to deal with these wounds in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want to honor the location of this meeting. We are in the Bible College, so I have to read the verse from Bible. Otherwise, I will fail badly. So let's open our Bibles from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let's read together in Chinese way, aloud, all of us, the verse uh, 7. That's what we do all the time in China. We stand up, we honor the Word of God, we open our Bibles, and shame on you if you don't have Bible with you. Mm. And from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. And uh, so we will keep you assigned, uh, and you start. 2 Corinthians Chapter 4 and verse 7. One, two, three, now. But we have this. Amen. Please be seated in peace, like we say in China. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was born at the deep countryside in central China. And I'm so thankful for the, the generation of China, missionaries who came to China. They take the gospel to interior of China from the coastland, and they arrive to my home county in the province of Henan. Now, there was among the missionaries, there was one missionary lady. She wasn't very fluent in Chinese, but she was the one who brought the gospel to my mother uh, in her home village. Now, what she was lacking in Chinese language, she had the she had in passion, she was so passionate about Jesus, and she was demonstrating the love of God to my mother. And then as an additional gift, she gave candies. <laughs> But 
Now, you have to understand that when we talk about China during those years, uh, nobody talked or demonstrated love. There was no loving relationship between parents and children and among people. Uh, it was almost forbidden subject in China. And now they heard about love of God. 1949 so they started, they first wanted to separate all the Chinese believers from missionaries and preachers. So they, they kicked out all more than 10,000 missionaries. They have to uh, run out from China. And it did not help how much good the, uh, deeds they have done in China in the past. Everybody have to leave. They have to leave, leave behind their whole life work in China and live overnight just to come out from China. Now, my mother, when this all started to happen, she was a new believer, and she was not very strong follower of Jesus. So, uh, when my mother was there, when the missionaries were collected together and the, uh, the communist army were uh, transport, taken to transport them away from uh, the village, my mother felt so alone and, and so wounded in her heart. And they were in tears when they saw the missionaries who have to live. And the last words the missionaries told to these new believers who were there watching this whole thing. And they said, don't be afraid. Jesus loves you and we will pray for you. And uh, they said, uh, no matter what's going to happen in years to come in China, remember Jesus loves you all and he will take care of you. And all the local pastors and leaders, Chinese leaders, were also arrested and they were thrown to labor camps and, and uh, iron mines and uh, tens of thousands of them and very few uh, returned alive from those years of re-education. And it happened in China what the Bible says, that Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. It literally happened in China.
就在那个时候 all the Bibles and Christian literature, music, everything was uh, burned up in public bonfires uh, all over China. It was a great winter time uh, at the wine tree of the body of Christ in China. There were no leaves, there were no fruit. Uh, it was a tremendous winter uh, all over China. Suddenly it happened one day, just Mao Zedong died. And then all the people who wanted to take the power, the gang of four, they were arrested and they were thrown to prison. And suddenly Jesus raised up from dead in China. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I go to back to the early years of the revolution after Mao has gained power. Uh, not only that he expelled all the missionaries, then he made some uh, uh, laws and the whole nation was thrown into starvation. Over 70 million people starved to death in China just within two years. And it doesn't matter how much my mother and father loved their firstborn son, my older brother, he also was among those who starved to death during the 1950s. And not only the starvation, but then my father became very ill. And the doctors finally diagnosed after a few years that he had a terminal cancer, lung cancer, and they gave him to leave two to three weeks and he's going to die. So the Satan succeeded to, uh, to take away the faith from my mother's heart and the hope for survival, and she was thrown to depression and darkness. 
And then one darkest night of her life, she makes a decision. I'm going to suicide tonight. I'm going to hang myself. I, cannot, I don't see any future for me and my children. She was standing on this chair in our living room and preparing a rope from the ceiling and start to hang herself. In that moment when she, she heard a voice, a loving voice calling her, my child, don't give up. Come back home. Jesus loves you. And it was so powerful, and it hit deep into her heart and soul. Come back home, Jesus loves you. And suddenly my mother remembered that these are part of the words the missionaries told me. 20 years earlier, they reminded Jesus is faithful, he loves you. And she life for Jesus. Father, for over 20 years, I haven't even thought about you, but you still remember me. Brothers and sisters, I believe you are like myself. You love the Lord because He first loved you so much. He may be unfaithful, but He remains faithful because He's not going to deny Himself. After my mother had reconciled her life with Jesus, she came to our room where we five remaining siblings, we were sleeping. She woke us up midnight and said, children, wake up. We have to kneel down and call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus will help me of my family. Now, now I, we didn't know anything about Jesus. Mother never mentioned his name. But uh, as Chinese children, we are still we are obedient. So when mother wake you up midnight and say, stand up and kneel down and pray, call upon name of Jesus, we all obeyed and we started to pray. I had only I had only privilege to go to public school for three years, but then my father became sick and we didn't have money for school. So I I was totally uneducated. I knew nothing about anything. I kneel together with my sisters and my brothers around my father's bed. And with open eyes, I said, Jesus, I don't have a clue who you are, but I need my father. Help me. And I give a promise to Jesus, if you help my father, I will commit my life, and the rest of my life, I will share to everybody what you have done in my life. 
We didn't know uh, about that, uh, how to clap your, use your hands or close your eyes. So we were op eyes open. We were just shouting out to Jesus to come and help. My older sister uh, pointed on me and said, look at Father. And first time in our lives, we saw tears running from my father's eyes. We never seen him crying before. His inner organs were totally destroyed by cancer. He had not been speaking and eating anything for over three months. But suddenly we saw that he understood that we were praying for him. And that was the first time in my life I understood that it's true like Bible said, that the name of Jesus is above all the other names in the world. A great miracle was revealed. Within one week, my father stood up from his deathbed, completely healed and restored from terminal cancer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was the moment of a heavenly transfer. I received that treasure into my jar of clay. I was a beggar boy. I was uneducated, but suddenly I was upgraded because I received the treasure into my heart. Few months later, I heard first time Jesus speaking to my, with my own ears, I heard his voice. He said, Brother Un, stand up and be my witness and preach the gospel to West and South. And as 16 years old, a new believer, I started to go out towards west and south from my home village, and I was sharing about what God had been doing in my family, and I saw 3,000 people receiving Jesus within my first year as an evangelist. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was only 19 years old when I became number one wanted criminal in China. I could see my poster at every railway station and bus station. They, they called me contra-revolutionary, uh, enemy of state. So I was really upgraded. There were so many people who had received Jesus, but they felt it is too, the price is too high to follow Jesus and continue to share the gospel. So I was very lonely as I was running away from the authorities from county to county and preaching the gospel alone. I've been arrested for over 30 times for the gospel in China. Four times been thrown to prison. More than 10 years of my life I have been in different prisons in China. 
在我生命中，我最喜欢的这一段经文，就是这一段经文。But if you would ask me what is your favorite verse in Bible, I would always go back to this passage. We have this treasure in jars of clay. 我第一次被关进监牢的时候，是要么你就要为主寻到。Now I was a contra-revolutionary and enemy of the state, and they finally captured me. And I knew that the least they're going to do with me, they're going to execute me. 要么你就做犹大，把你说过去去传福音的人都告诉谁信耶稣，谁要发现，发现了。That you will reveal to the authorities all the places I still go back to my calling to the ministry. I was 16 years old one evening. I heard Jesus saying, "Brother Un, preach the gospel and go be my witness to West and South." And first of all, I was very amazed that Jesus was so fluent in Chinese. 虽无人愿意，我还要跟随。I still going to follow。遭逼迫患难，我还要跟随。I still follow。Follow。在死因忧苦，我还要跟随。If I have to suffer and be in pain, I still continue。Whether I live or I die, I will be faithful and I will follow Jesus. 我已经决定要跟随耶稣。I have decided to follow Jesus. 一切的思想要跟随耶稣。In my heart and in my mind, I will follow Jesus. 愿放下所有来跟从耶稣。And I follow Jesus. 我跟从耶稣。I follow Jesus. 不回头。And I never turn back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 我说怀思怀生，我的决定要跟随耶稣。I make up my mind, I will never quit Jesus. I will follow and be faithful to Jesus. 四年、十年的监狱生活，我不是二十四个小时都睡，我经历太多的、spending ten over ten years in the prison. It was a glorious victory time. I let Jesus down so many times. I didn't. I didn't believe that He can do anything to help me. I lost my heart, but He was faithful. 每当在我人生最低谷的时候，不是我找神，甚至我不想找他的时候，他还是来找我。And it wasn't that when I was under a lot of pressure and depression and difficulties and problems and pain that I was still had strength. To look for Jesus, now He came to look for me. 我在监狱里第一次，我决定为主寻到，快要死。那个时候，针扎在每一个指头里面。你不做犹大，我你一定要说。It's unbelievable pain that they were able to create in my body. In one occasion, with thick needles, they were squeezing acid under my nails, and and that、uh, that pain is unbearable. 
The pain was so intense that my spirit left my body, and suddenly I was looking to my uh, my body on the on the floor of the cell, and I was up uh, up in air and just about to go and and to go to heaven. And when I didn't want to return back to my painful body anymore, I heard Jesus saying, my child, I know everything you are going to go through right now, but see, I'm going to open a door for you. No man is going to be able to keep shut. And I asked, Lord, when is that going to happen? And the Lord said to me, it will happen in the dawn of the morning. And I learned a very important lesson, and I will share this with you. Your timetable is never God's timetable. When you think this is it, it's only beginning. So God has his own timetable for everything. So it was a long 13 years of my life to wait for dawning of the new day. And before it happened, in torture, 1997, they crushed my both legs from uh, ankles with sledgehammer and said, you're never going to escape, you're never going to stand up, you're going to die in the security prison. Nobody believed, including myself, that they are ever going to be able to stand on those uh, 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 broken legs. <laughs> but uh, you know, this what I was reading together with you is true. That with the treasure, that unbelievable power of God is in you and everything is possible with God. I was nothing, I was this broken, bleeding, painful jar of clay, but the treasure was intact. And you know, they may broken the jar, but they are not able to broke uh, anymore the treasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, sometimes they use uh, ropes and, 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 uh, and they use uh, uh, different tools to break the jar, but it doesn't affect the treasure. And the Lord reminded me about something, uh, and I think about, uh, because every person who wants to serve the Lord is going to be persecuted. If you are not persecuted, you obviously are not serving the Lord. So, uh, I have the first memory when I came out from China, it was in 2000 or 2001, we were on tour in Canada. And it was broadcasting all over Canada on public television that I'm a fake. 
And it's not, my story is not the true, and everything is just, uh, just nonsense. So the first attack, they, they really wanted to cross the jar, but they forgot the treasure. And I remember that it was the same with Apostle Paul. When he was called, he had to walk through the rain of stones. They wanted to stone him to death. They used all kinds of ways to get stopping him. And when I arrived to Europe, they put me to uh, a prison, to a, a, a refugee camp, and they took out my freedom, and for almost eight months, they didn't allow me to go anywhere. I had good time to, to read the Word of God uh, for those months. And I felt it's very biblical to be persecuted because you are a follower of Jesus. I make it easy for you. I change the wording. How many of you want to be a disciple of Jesus? Can you raise up your hand? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, say this to one another, we are actually all uh, his witnesses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and reminded this to one another, you have treasure inside you. Hallelujah. You are a witness for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, uh, <laughs> my interpreter told me, can you recognize the medium age of the students of the school uh, with white hair and so on? Uh, so you should not allow your age to hinder you to be powerful uh, in the hands of God for His purposes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, there's no reference in the Bible that just because you have this treasure in your jar of life, then that will give you a problem-free life, and you don't have difficulties just because you have the treasure inside you. Now, uh, how many truly students of uh, the, the Bible school do you have here today? Can you raise up your hand? All the students, can you raise up your hand? Bless you, bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I'm just saying hallelujah, praise the Lord. Just because of that, you're going to have many problems in your life. <laughs> and it feels so good. Uh, don't believe on the lies of this generation. If you believe and follow Jesus, you don't have any problem, you have successful, and you will be blessed upon blessed. 
但是你不要怕，你这个里面可以那个把这个艰难吃下去，把这个困苦喝下去，当你的饮料的，因为它是宝贝的。And you know, actually, all the difficulties that you receive into your life, they become the spices. So whatever you are delivering, it's very tasteful. People taste it. It has salt. It has something of heaven in it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!我是在绝望中，在煎熬的绝望，人都说没有希望的时候，哎，我就不想找了。我讲说，可能死在这里了。可是主耶稣在煎熬找我了。他说：“Now I was that early morning in the，sorry，there is confinement in number one security prison in China with broken legs, unable to to go anywhere, and I wasn't looking for Jesus. But Jesus came looking for. He walked into my solitary cell, and he told me, spoke right into my face, "Son, now all the doors have been opened for you. Stand up and walk out." I could hardly believe. I reminded immediately to Jesus. This is number one security prison. You don't walk out from places like this. And look at my condition. I have no legs to walk with. When God, Jesus takes action. Don't believe too much of the power of your computer, iPad, or your, your smartphone. When Jesus takes action, that is the fastest action in the world. His action is faster than your own thoughts. As I was formating the words, Jesus, this is a security prison, impossible, you cannot walk. He came, he said to me, your prison is real, but I'm the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in obedience to this command, I stood up and I walked out from security prison. And I just want to tell you, don't come to me that God has no way to rescue you. He has no keys to those closed doors. He has. I have personal experience about this. The obedience was impossible hard because I knew that at every gate I was supposed to walk through, there will be two guards with weapons, and they're going to first shoot me, and they're going to ask me, where do you intend it to go? So I knew that they're going to kill me if I walk out. But you have to remember, if that's what God wants to happen in your life, He has His way to achieve it. And Lord wanted, Lord wanted to encourage me that morning. My spiritual father, Peter Shu, was in another cell on the same department in confinement. 
And supernaturally, God opens his cell door, and he came to my door, and, and, and he just, he didn't say a word. He just looked closely into my eyes as I was on the floor and pointed out to the main door out from the prison and uh, that you are supposed to leave the prison this morning. ตกใจแต่ว่าพวกเขาเข้าใจเจนอยู่ไอ้สิ่งที่ผมคิดว่าเป็นเรื่องที่ผมคิดว่าเป็นเรื่องที่ผมคิดว่าเป็นเรื่
Is it truly like this? Father, we pray for everyone who honestly are now committing rest of their lives to become the char of clay with the treasure that you will bring and deliver as a message for this generation. We pray for every student. We pray for every visitor, all the teachers and the leadership of this Bible school. May this become a major discipleship training center, sending out the disciples all over the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We bless this people, and we thank you, Jesus, that you are serious about us, you trust us, and you have given us this mandate to expand your kingdom within our generation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now please stand up, all of you, and say aloud to one another, I believe I got it. <laughs> In this room this morning is the Church of Canada. Maybe some of you come from other countries, but predominantly we are the Church of Canada in this room. And I was thinking as, as our brother was speaking today, and he was, he'd bring us to the place where no turning back, no turning back. And I thought to myself, if I faced what he faced, if I found myself in prison, I found myself being beaten, tortured, would I turn back? Would I turn back? And there are times that you and I will face here in Canada the realm where somebody will mock us or we're afraid to say anything because we're afraid that somebody may mock us. No turning back. I am inspired by my Chinese brothers and sisters because it's not just his story from years ago. The very hour that we are standing here today, there are brothers and sisters in China who are in prison and it's only getting worse. So I was, I, was, I was in Hong Kong, and I heard a brother say this when asked, because the church in China is going to be persecuted, is being persecuted more and more. New laws have come down. And this brother said this when asked, is the church, what's the church going to do in China? And it said this. He said, the church, he believes, is ready. He believes the church will scatter and he believes that more evangelism will happen. And they are praying that another revival will break out. 30,000 people daily are coming to know the Lord. And they don't think that's a revival. They didn't talk about, oh, we're going to go take our banners. And we're going to go protest against the government. No, you know what they said? Bring it on. We're ready for it. Church of Canada, are we ready for it? I am challenged by that. Do we really mean no turning back? Do we really mean that? Oh, may this be an inspiration for us here on this campus. May it be an inspiration for us to go out and say no turning back. What is it in our life that we need to turn away from so we don't turn away from him?
Lord Jesus, you want to do, and you are doing amazing work. And it's not by a mistake that Brother Yoon was here today, and that men and women, young and old, heard this this morning. Lord, may we be inspired not to turn back, but go forward with so much passion for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for those that are here. Thank you for this school. Thank you for those that are serving here, Lord. Thank you for men and women like Brother Yoon who are serving you, no turning back. In Jesus' name, amen.